on rolling, 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 rolling. What? Rolling, 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 rolling. And what's going on, motivators? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation podcast. The pull out of healthy balance after a busy Monday. I'm passing a pink house with fuchsia and black steps owned by an Indian family who seem very nice. They don't say much. And I had a uh, a neighbor of mine neighbor says that the woman, the Indian woman creeps up on him, on her, or surprised her and she said don't sneak up on me like that she's wearing like a headscarf or whatever don't sneak up on me like that I'll pepper, pepper spray you. That was pretty crazy. Um, <clears throat> it's a crazy day. I got a lot on my mind. I'll tell you that right now, my friends. People out there walking around on this beautiful evening. It's a Monday. What is today? The fifth. Yep. June 5th, 2023. Uh, that guy's got a fucking eye patch. Got some people out here sitting on the bench with their, their kids on a beautiful night. People driving their cars, driving home from work. There's an energy about our community right now because... This is the last full week. This is the last full week for um, for school. For my kids, I go to Sowerton anyway. <clears throat> and my wife will be done next week on Friday, I guess, the 16th. So people are looking, they're smelling the barn door, as we used to say in the Marine Corps. I can't wait to get out, can't wait to finish. And could you blame them, you know? It's that excitement, it's, it's the end of something. A busy, stressful school year. And it's the beginning of something. A summer with possibilities and, and such. There's a nice couple walking hand in hand graveyard to my right Wendy's on the corner cutting it right onto White's Road here people eating fucking Wendy's choking puke for dinner they'll be ashamed of themselves See my buddy Coop is out on our front porch there sometimes on a nice evening, 78 degrees. You'll see them out there and we roll down my window.
with two dogs and a wife beater t-shirt. Bogey's oblivious in the back seat. He's been, he played uh, for all morning with Aunt Pat. And then <clears throat> he came back to the office. I had a patient request that Bogey's there. She's got an autistic son. And he just loves dogs and loves bogey, so he got his bogey fix. And because the kid is a nice boy, but he's kind of high energy, and all he wants to do is be around animals. I got a picture. I might have mentioned this a while back. This boy gets up and like gets right in their face, and the dogs will kiss their face, and sometimes he even opens his mouth, which is disgusting. But uh, this dog was like a Rottweiler or a Rockwilder, as my uh, Marine Corps buddy you, uh, thought my dog was actually an English Mastiff back in the day because, oh, oh was, what's that, a rock wilder? <clears throat> so, uh, fucking rock wilder. Bit lat, he was kissing on this dog, getting too close, and the dog bit his cheek, and a mother's got a picture of this dog's teeth, fucking canines, lat, pulling the, you know, the, the kid's flesh away from his cheek. He had stitches and everything. It was fucking terrible, you know. Terrible for the dog, but also for the boy. But mostly for the dog. Got to remember, these animals are beasts. They might be the sweetest thing in the world, but you got to be very careful, very measured. I had a dog. They were all, they're always nipping each other, Bear and Bogey and Dasher. <clears throat> right? And Bear was... I was laying on the ground with these guys, like, I'm part one of the pack, that's my thing, I think that's my fantasy, like, that's my, my joy is, is being with these dogs, they don't talk, they just come around, sniff you, and lick you, and play with you, they just give you so much attention, and so this bear, he's not a year old, and he's a sweetheart, and he, uh, he thought he was biting, he was biting my beard, and biting my ears, just nibbling, licking, and then he goes and he bit my fucking the inside of my thigh, just reflexively. And I got a couple little tooth marks in there. I was like, ow. But um, they're sweethearts. So anyway, this kid gave Bogey a good exercise and physically and mentally. And then other people came in loving on the Bogolay. That's why he's so well-rounded and a good boy. Because he gets, he's around people and animals. And he's swimming now and everything else. People driving around with their convertibles down making their hot shit place the order for our boards our trex decking that will be coming in the end of on friday it's going to be delivered to our house so that was a big purchase but one that i had to make to, to realize this this project and so we can get to work this weekend and get some of these boards up and actually have a platform and it'll start to look like like an actual deck everything we will need to finish it we will have on our lawn on on uh, Friday afternoon and so that's excellent I had Sam's uh, prospective sedan inspected today by my um, by my mechanic and he said that it's a go it's a car that more of a more car than 
his nephew had the first and second cars. It's more of a vehicle than they than he had. So and this guy's probably he's out of college now, I think. So it's a go. So we're gonna make that purchase by the end of the week as well. So spent a lot of money this week, but it's all for good stuff. Sam's gonna take his he's gonna take his uh permit pretty soon. I talk, had a real serious conversation with him. About safety and about, you know, having a reliable vehicle and more safety and just the reality. This is a fucking, it's a jungle out there. You can be the greatest driver in the world. not, you're increasing your fucking risk out there. And if you do deliberate stupid shit, you could, you could fucking die, kill somebody else, get maimed, maim somebody else, hurt somebody, lose your license, go to jail. You know, it's, fuck, it's a huge responsibility. And it becomes such a part of our lives driving that sometimes we take it for granted. You know, look at me, I got my left hand resting on my knee, my thumb and forefinger, and my half, and my, a little bit of my middle finger, steering right now, I got my arm on the other armrest, kicking it, like, I'm not driving home at speed limit, done this a million times, I'm going to be okay, but who knows when a car is going to come out careening through a lighter, whatever, somebody's going to be impatient, driving down the road, going to give me a bunch of shit, so... It's scary. It's a jungle out here, and I, I illustrated that that to him about the time we got down the road to the site of an accident that occurred three weeks ago, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I guess, that involved somebody that I I knew not well, but a very good friend of mine. her stepdaughter's boyfriend. Going too fast, out late, new driver, too much vehicle. Guy fucking lost control and ran into the side of a house. Died instantly. So it can end that quick. So terrible, you know, but an important conversation to make. Right as I was talking to him about safety, we passed this thing. I said, this kid drove right in the fucking house. This is real serious business. We'll get a driving school. We'll do whatever it takes, you know? Make sure he can do it right. But I need to get him a reliable vehicle. And then him and Lily can share it. We'll tune it up. We'll take care of it. It'll be great. Thanks to my friend Dave Myers, a.k.a. the mayor of Lansdale, for finding this deal for me. We'll get a very affordable, reliable, safe vehicle. That's going to be great for the for the kids. So it's a beautiful thing. All right. <clears throat> Things are going to get a little dark now. 
Yeah, I mentioned the car accident. That was terrible, terrible shock. They just laid him the rest yesterday. 16-year-old boy, you know, student, like a junior, maybe, in a local school district. Dead and gone, you know, leaving all these people behind. His family, his girlfriend, you know. Terrible. Then my massage therapist came over, you know, the, the woman across the street, my patient, and hair, a hairstylist to so many people, and I've known her as long as I've been running the practice. She's been across the street, very friendly, very professional. She's, you know, undergoing some kind of surgery for cancer. You know, she's going to have to heal up, and hopefully the surgery goes well, right? Got a patient that um, is going undergoing back surgery on Thursday. Guy's in ter- terrible pain. And it's the right fix. He's tried everything else. <clears throat> a massage therapist said that somebody who was her old boss years ago down in the south, she knew when she lived in South Carolina, this guy died, he had esophageal cancer, and said, oh yeah, and Ed, her husband, said that somebody else that they used to exercise, do exercise class with died, and this is my friend Santosh Phillips, Santosh is a good fucking dude, 50s, he's in his 50s. An Indian man. He's got a little bit of a like a British accent. I don't know where you know he grew up someplace. Wound up coming to the U.S. Such a wonderful guy. So many times, talking, laughing, trying to solve the world's problems, philosophizing. He brought his daughter in when she was like in single digits. See if I can help her with the scoliosis. That girl is now through college and is out working, I think, in healthcare in some capacity. She's married. There's a twin sister. I treat. There's a brother. You know, there's the, the, the mother, the wife, and mother of all these, these you know, children. The Phillips family, absolutely wonderful people. The guy just, I, I guess he just died heart attack or stroke, something terrible and unexpected, and he's dead and gone. And it's terrible, man. All this loss that happens out there and all the terrible, crazy things that, that, that transpire in this world, there can be some real tragedies. There are some things that, you know, accidents, traumas, disease, you know. The world is a, is a crazy fucking place. Randomness. And we're all trying to, all this stuff, all the gas station Roads, fucking buildings, cell phones, all these little constructs 
in our world, Wawa, you know, they're all little conveniences and all little packages of things. You know, we're trying to organize, package, make understandable, um, make sustainable our world. And we've done a pretty decent job carving out a civilization. If you look at where we're at, we've done some incredible things. If you look at, take a bird's eye view of history and see where we are now, it's, it's extraordinary. It's wonderful. It's fantastic. It's a victory. But still, there are some terrible things that happen in the world. Even when you, just think, you think about the people that are in your life, that it could all change tomorrow. It could all be upended. All the plans that we have. Yeah, all, all the dreams and ambitions, it could all end tomorrow. So why stick around? Why do we stick around and endure this? Because this is a fucking big game, my friends. That's my conclusion. It is a game. We've been given this opportunity to live. And it's a wonderful opportunity. It's a great world that we can grow, develop, and learn, and experience things, that we can come together as a community and accomplish so much that we can find meaningful work and friends and relationships, and, you know, I'm always going on about how people are wonderful, their presence, they are a gift, all their little quirks and idiosyncrasies, those are all gifts. Sometimes they seem terrible and annoying as shit and crazy. There's some crazy motherfuckers out there. I see them all. All the time. I just love them. You know, I could tell you about this Asian girl who came in a month ago and was all kind of like closed out, scared, cautious, and now she comes in, she's telling us about the concert she went to, and you know, a little bit about her life, and places she goes to eat, and all the little simple joys that she has, where somebody come in and complains about their work, and about how their co-workers, and this person did that, or neighbors that are tenants, tell me about the drama over there with the tenants and other tenants and this one's a slob and this one I mean there's a million fucking incarnations of of little dramas out there little things going on and it's interesting to hear it and then it's you're it fills you up and you're like holy shit fucking he's still I can't believe this crazy shit I mean I forget half the shit that went on today, but it's a fucking crazy world. Crazy fucking world. So there's this energy out there, and there's this crazy society, this the mindset of human beings in our society and the things that 
we endure, like the COVID cooties. Talked to somebody today about the COVID cooties and how how did that even happen? You know, how do we fucking even do that? You know, a patient came in with masks. Like, why are you still wearing a mask? Remember that whole thing? That was like the biggest deal. Fuck is that? Let this phone ring here. Talked to another patient about flag wars. This is guy. This guy's like a, a quiet, well-meaning dude, smart teacher. You know, very professional. He's conservatively minded. He said, him and his wife they got involved with the school board because their kids go. They're both teachers, and their kids go into the school district in which they live, and so they're getting involved. To, you know, some crazy things going on, and he's talking about you know that they had some flag wars in the neighborhood where. You know, when George Floyd died, somebody put up a, a tolerance flag. You know, like, like, uh, what is it? What would the flag say? Uh, something like be kind or whatever. Coexist. And then somebody else put up a police lives matter. <laughs> it's crazy, man. People have all these signals. We signal, you know, how we feel about an issue. I'll never be the type of person that puts out a flag. I got an American flag right now. I put the Marine Corps flag up, but I'm not. I don't. I'm not going to distill out the type of human being that I am by putting a flag. Like if I would feel like that's what I would be doing, you know, like I am. This is who I am. This is what I believe. I don't even need to know fucking what I believe. You ain't got the capacity to get deep like I'll get deep. Most people don't. They don't have the capacity and they don't want to. It's too hard. It's too much work. And they're not crazy enough. I like to fucking ponder all these little things. But I ain't sure it's not going to fly some flag that people are going to take at face value. Like this is what this guy's about. Some one-dimensional glance at this crap. No thanks. So, um, so these are some terrible tragedies that, that happen out there. They'll happen every day. Something will, something really big will go wrong. Somebody will lose somebody. Somebody will suffer in a way that they need not. Sometimes it's predictable. Sometimes it's their fault. Sometimes it's fucking chance, shitty luck, whatever. But my friend Santosh is dead. I can't believe that. And I also hate the word dead. It just sounds like dead, nothing. This guy is fucking larger than life. I believe that people, you know, when we're gone... We're not gone completely. As long as you remember me, the story I told, or a time we shared, or whatever. That flag that I hung outside my house. And look at these scumbags at the Cloud Nine show bar. They're going to paint giant fucking craggy rocks yellow so that the drunk uh, perverts don't back into them and 
crash into each other in the lot on a Monday night. What kind of loser you got to be on a Monday night? You got to go to the Cloud Nine Show Bar. What are you doing in there? Like, go on fucking Pornhub and you can anonymously look at titties or balls or whatever you're at, assholes, whatever you're into. From the comfort of your own home, you got to go freaking belly up to the bar, drive your work truck in there with ladders and shit hanging off. It's ridiculous. So I'm standing there in the foyer of my office heading out for lunch. And we're crying. You know, we're remembering, you know, I just they just broke the news. Santosh has passed. And a sudden and tragic. And Barb's other friend, boss, and Emily's stepdaughter's boyfriend, car crash. I'm thinking, this is fucking crazy shit. I said, you know how you combat this sort of stuff? With gratitude. That's the only thing you can fight back with, is gratitude. Just to be thankful that you're alive and that the people in your life are alive and that you can go on. You can move on. You can survive. You can play the game. You can eke some sort of joy out of this crazy life. What does that look like? You know, every day I do it. Kindness, friendship, helping people. Really boils down to that. You know, doing things that healthy people do so that you can hedge your bets and live a longer, happier life and do the things you like to do. You know, however you want to spend your time. I don't care if you're fucking beating your meat or playing video games or going to concerts or getting a nice meal. However you want to spend your time, as your prerogative, but you are going out in nature, having a nice walk, appreciating a beautiful day. The weather we've had lately has been impeccable, absolutely impeccable. So you have the option, the um, the privilege of going on in this life and continuing to live it. And you should live it if you lose somebody that's close to you or have some sort of tragedy. You should get fucking gritty and say, you know what, something, I'm going to make something good out of this. Even though I can't imagine anything in the least that could be, that could make this a positive thing. I'm going to try. I'm going to make something. I'm going to make fucking, you know lemonade out of these fucking lemons I'm handed. And I can do it. And I will do it. I got older folks who go to fucking two dances in a weekend at the Moose Lodge, at the goddamn uh, firehouse here in Green Lane. Take a little detour so I can complete this podcast. people with all kinds of problems that go on and find some sort of joy in this world. Make it your fucking business. And I told them as we're standing in my foyer, I said, you know what? If I walk out into the lot 
to go home for lunch, when I fall down dead, you can hang your head. Hang your head for a very short while. But then you better pick up the fucking flag and you better charge on with it. You continue on. That was my Marine Corps philosophy that we're taught. Literally, you pick up the flag, you pick up my rifle, you pick up the mission, and you continue in my stead. You make me proud. If I'm somebody that you that you love and that you value, well, fucking live for me, because I can. You know? Do... There's something that I did that you found useful or of value, reproduce that. Reproduce my works. Be kind to somebody. Motivate somebody. Help other people. Do some art. You know? Whistle while you work. That is fucking high praise. That is honoring somebody. I think I got a tail. I think this woman is trying to fucking... Might be fucking... That's what they say in the spy movies and shit. I got a tail. Somebody's tailing me. I got I'm gonna gonna move him. I'm gonna shake him right now. I had a very successful... gymnastics coach come in tonight. I'm working on him. Fixing him up. He's a good man. And uh, he said, how are you doing with the fitness stuff? I said, I haven't doing anything with it. Been a couple years. Explained to him a little bit about what's, you know, the DDIP and how it came to a, a natural end as I, uh, as my kids started to get old growing up a little bit. And just the natural tendency to, uh, for things to come to an end, you know? You know, I got the DDIP spirit, the Marine Corps spirit within me, and I told them I may, I reserve the right pull that out and do whatever I want with it whenever I want. And I can. I could do it tomorrow. I could say, you know what? I stayed away long enough. I'm going to start up another platoon. Who's in? I I guarantee you, word would start to spread and we we would get together because it isn't, and it's, you know, the fitness is enough rationale, but there are plenty of other virtues to doing something like DDIP. I said, you know, the same value you you use, you 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 get, you give as a coach. I get as Dr. Drill, helping people, helping them get in shape, helping them get motivated, helping them be part of something, part of a community. That's the sort of shit I live for. That's a very wonderful. And I can start that at my whim. I love that, and I, maybe I will. I don't see it happening tomorrow, but you know, after I get my kids driving and my um, 
my deck built and all that shit. Perhaps I will, uh, I will elect to start up another platoon. It's inevitable. I need it for myself. You know, I ponder, you know, what makes me go on? What, what riles me up? What's my mission? I think everybody needs to think about that every day. It could be getting your workout in, being, you know, being healthy, being happy, working on your relationships, trying to improve your life. Make a game out of trying to make your life and other people's lives better. What else do we need? What else do we need to do in this world? We don't need fucking cars and big houses and vacation homes and all that shit. All that stuff is just frills. That's not substance. Is it? So I'm serious about that. If I fucking die tomorrow, regardless of the circumstances, if I mean anything to you guys, honor me, live or dead, honor me by fucking continuing your mission and being a productive member of society and helping the motherfuckers, right? Make somebody laugh. Goddamn fools. All right. Final, uh, my final uh, topic of discussion here. Bogey's getting impatient. So, watching the show on Netflix, or backing up, you know, fucking grackles, goddamn bunnies, cats, squirrels, I've saved all these creatures over the years, I don't know what am I fucking doctor, you know, like fucking Noah with an ark or or whatever, I I love animals, I love nature, so I, I see these things, I try to help things that are, that need it, helpless, whatever, but I got this fucking grackle most recently, that has made a home in our um, bathroom vent. So after you take a shit and you turn on the fan, there's a you know a fan blows out, you know sucks out the freaking turd smell, and it's got all kinds of sulfuric compounds and shit like that. And that's gonna go. Wow, there's a big ass steep hill in Green Lane here. Um, heading back up, back down 113. Or, uh, Summitown Pipe. So, that pipe that comes out, there's an exit out of your friggin' side of the house. It goes like 20 feet from our downstairs bathroom. These, these birds, they sometimes will find their way into your vents and they'll build a nest. Well, this thing has raised, God, I don't know how many broods or nests, how many fucking offspring it had, but it seems like an awful lot. Right? Seems like an awful lot of birds. And these grackles are fucking, you know, they're chirping and tweeting and all kinds of stuff while I'm in there using the restroom. And it's like, shit. I'm going to have to get rid of them, otherwise, they're going to make a big mess in there. They're going to obstruct this shit pipe and who knows, fire hazard, who knows. So I finally, we're working on deck. I take these fuckers out. I, I pull the fan off. I climb up there, I take my leaf blower, and I full throttle, I blow it, my cousin's out back, 
friggin' the little uh, exit trap door of the of the pipe. You see it open, the crackle flies out, you can hear the fan blowing, my uh, leaf blower. <clears throat> and um, so the crackles are out. Now I gotta go in there and take a big fucking brush on a, like, a, uh, there's like a bunch of attachments, a bunch of rods you screw onto one another, and then a brush, like a four inch brush on the end for cleaning a dryer vent. So I take this, it's like 12 foot long, I stick it in there, put a dam, attach the end of it to a drill, and it's going round and round, and it's, I pull it out, talk about 20 times, put it back in, do it again, and there's all kinds of shit, pine needles, thread, and different materials that these crackles find, and I pulled it out, and some eggs fell out, and they crashed to the ground. So I'm sorry for the crackles, what I did. Then the mama crackles sitting on the deck framing, and looking and wondering how can it get in there. We blocked the entrance with, with some screen. And I feel terrible for evicting this crackle family. But I needed to do it in order to, you know, not have this fucking bird's nest in my house. I, I tried to get them, the babies, the eggs to hatch and, be, and grow up, get old enough so they could fly on their own. And then I was going to, you know, tell them to beat it, but it's gone on long enough, so I think I killed some grackles, and I'm sorry for it, but you can't save them all, Mother Nature's a real cruel bitch sometimes, as I have mentioned, it was rabbits not too long ago, I raised the rabbits, and then get them out big enough so they can hop around, right, nurse them with a fucking eyedropper and milk, and the rabbits, I put them out in the backyard under some foliage, and a cat runs by with one. Ate a goddamn rabbit. Right? And a squirrel fell on top of the office from the tree above. Nourished it. You know, tried to take care of it. It had died on impact. It's all fucked up. This is what I get. You know? Litter of cats in there. Took a residence in my shed. The mother sees me. And, you know, these cats probably ate the... Probably grew up to eat that friggin' rabbit. It's crazy, Right? All right, so one, so the fucking grackles are out. Um, so in honor of the grackle family, we're gonna we're gonna nickname the deck. I'm gonna make a plaque. It's called the Grackle Nest. I'll meet you on the Grackle Nest. I think it's pretty cool. So finally, I'm watching the show on on uh, Prime. I'm gonna, I can't wait to tune in again tonight. It is called From, and it is about a town that people wind up driving to, they get lost, you know, it's like the sort of scenario where you're driving around and around and you keep seeing, wait a second, did we just see that church? Oh my God, did you make, make a right up here, honey, come on, you made the wrong turn, that's what's going on, so you do this for hours and you get lost and lost and you realize, holy shit, there's no way to get out of here, you start going crazy, and then there's a tree in the road, you get out and there's like a bunch of grackles of birds that come by, you're like, fuck, what's going on? This is scary. You know, let's walk. I think there's a town up, up ahead. If you walk into the town, and all the town's residents have basically gone through this sequence, which I just explained. They all got lost. They all walked into the town. And so they're watching us as the new arrivals, like, flip out and screech tires away. And, no, we got to get out of here. 
finally somebody takes the time, they get frustrated enough, somebody gives them the time of day and says, hey, listen, you're never going to get out of this fucking, get out of the road, squirrel, fucking idiot, I'll kill another animal tonight. So finally somebody breaks it to them, listen, this place is haunted, <laughs> you're stuck here, there's no way out, we've all tried a million times, um, if you come in, if you're out after dark, you're going to fucking, the monsters are going to come and eat you. Or they're going to kill you in terrible ways. And these monsters, they happen to be, they take the form of familiar faces. So, they'll dress up as like your grandma that you miss. Or some old flame that, you know, you know, oh honey, you know, I really, you know, I miss you. You know, I know we broke up years ago and then I died a horrible death somehow. But, you know, it's me, you know. So, they trick you with human faces and familiarity, they trick you into opening the window. And if you open the window, which you're supposed to be nailed shut and covered with drapes or shades or whatever, if you, um, come on with your fancy Mercedes dickhead. Um, if you let them in, then they're going to fucking kill you in a million terrible ways. So it's called From. And there's all kinds of crazy characters and thing that arrive and they're trying to find, you know, maneuver and find a way out and they're not, they're not doing so well with it right now. So this isn't the scariest movie and I'm not necessarily a scary movie guy, although growing up I watched all the shit. I watched all the shit, you know, Faces of Death, Jason, Friday the 13th, I watched that shit. But it's not like my forte. Anyway, I started... I The last couple days, I've had some pretty bad dreams. Nothing where I'm getting eaten by monsters. But I'll tell you what. Definitely like a scenario like I'm out of control. For instance, I was back in some kind of grad school. But I couldn't start. I was disorganized. I lost my bag, which had all my books and all my computers and all my work in it and I, I couldn't find it and I couldn't get my shit together and the, the the curriculum is moving on and everybody in my class is like, yeah, Aaron, you got to start, you know, or you're going to miss this. And so it was one of those things where like I was out of control in a scenario and I couldn't write my ship, you know, kind of like those Sunday scaries I talk about where just for a, a moment you get all these flashes, the movie that you play in your mind is like, all the bad things that ever happen and ever could happen to you, you just take it upon yourself to think about all those. And it makes you feel vulnerable. And you're like, you don't go into the day well. So what? So long story short, watching this show, I'm going to watch it again tonight. And I'm going to fucking watch it with, the, with the, the mission in mind that I'm going to fucking go into that dream state and I am going to right any wrongs, kill any bad guys that need to be killing, and ultimately win the day. And that is in this bullshit dream that I'm having. And in kind of like a, it's kind of like my work of, it's going to be a work of personal historical fiction. I did it today, a matter of fact. As you can hear in my voice, I'm enthusiastic about this, this podcast content. Um, all day long, despite 
that that feeling, that that uh, vibe that's out there in society, that energy about you know people anxious about ending the school year and starting the summer and ordering deck materials and patients calling and canceling and scheduling and rescheduling and all the stress that people will bring into your life, not to mention these three individuals that I learned died recently, and and one of them, completely unexpectedly, my man Santosh. The message is one of memento mori. You too will die. You're mortal. We're fucking mortal, my friends. Which means we better get busy living. Get busy living or get busy fucking dying. You know, we're all going to die. I hope that we die in our sleep. Very old, accomplished, fulfilled, loved, and loving people. Tragedies happen, illness happens, accidents happen, and this world is not always predictable. But I took offense to this shit. I took offense that it was a Monday. I took offense that there are some crazy traumas that I've that I'm aware of in my midst. And the the energy, my antennae popping out like fucking my favorite Martian. Tapping into all the shit that everybody's got going on in their lives. The good, the bad, you know. The Taylor Swift fucking Ed Sheeran concerts. And, you know, people with a million different problems and situations. And just taking it in and being a sounding board and giving a fucking shit and being willing to pick up that flag. I feel like I should have, I should post one of my guidons, one of my flags that I got made for DDIP. I mean, I went and grabbed it in the other room when I had that little conversation prior to lunch with my staff. I said, you fucking grab this flag. This is not something, it's not like, you know, woe is me, something terrible happens. Obviously, pause, take a breather, you know, remember that person, honor them, but fucking go on. Best thing you can do is move, is live, survive, honor them by doing the things that they did, remembering them, and conquering your fears. That's really what this, you know, I'm talking about this, um, this, this series from, it's by analogy, it's a, a thriller, it is a scenario that I think is interesting, not unlike The Walking Dead in that they're, you know, Whenever there's these forces out there that are beyond our control and they're evil, but some we are trying to, you know, with our human, you know, uh, capabilities, our reasoning, our and, and our teamwork, you know, we can maybe work together and somehow make it out alive. The protagonists in the story, 
are trying to. How the fuck is this guy going to turn? This is crazy. Thank you. I've got a cooperative driver behind me. I have a fucking 18 wheeler that is pulling a fucking U turn in the middle of the road. Better put your hand up. There we go. We just helped that motherfucker out. How do you make a U-turn the corner of Moorwood and goddamn Allentown? So, anyway, you watch a show like this and it's like, all right, motherfucker, you want to challenge? You want to fucking try to show up to my window and uh, masquerade as my dead grandparents or somebody who, who I care about who's dead and gone? You know? You want to disguise yourself... And, and you mean you mean harm to me? You want to fucking you want to face me in Mortal Kombat, motherfucker? Don't I tell you what? I never show up in my window or my house or my office with ill intent in mind, because I will exact terrible vengeance upon you or that entity or that strife or that struggle or that problem, that quandary, that puzzle, I will fucking physically and mentally destroy that shit. You know what I mean? I think that's the mindset you gotta have. You gotta get mean. You gotta get fucking gritty. You know, driving into the office this morning, I listened to goddamn Rocky Four soundtrack because that was the vibe I was on. It was like reflexively, okay, fucking, you know, Amazon show, you want to fucking give me nightmares? I'll go into the goddamn dream state tonight and I will win the day. I'll fucking destroy you. You know? You want to you wanna horrify me? You want to put me on my heels? Fuck no. I'm on my toes, bitch. I'm coming at you. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to help. I'm going to solve the problem. I'm going to do good things. You know what I mean? I feel like that's what we need to do. That's the only way we can fight back in this chaotic world. Is to try to be good. And be good at at things. And care. And just all the things that we hold dear. We need to do more of that. Ain't no no use fear and death. It's coming for all of us. While you're here, get your licks in, man. Like fucking Stallone. Like the Italian stallion, bitch. Fighting the Russian. Yes, yes? Alright, that was a lot. I gotta go fucking... I'm home. Everybody have a great week. I'm telling you, get up, listen to that Rocky soundtrack, work out, eat well, be kind to one another. Let the goddamn tractor trailer turn or they'll run you over.